DKS12 is powered by Meme Global, a video marketing and advertising solution for entrepreneurs. Hello and welcome to the Digital Kung Fu Show, a podcast and video cast for startup founders and entrepreneurs. Even if you're alone in your entrepreneurial journey, know that right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs across the world hustling today's markets. At Digital Kung Fu, we have one goal, to help entrepreneurs succeed in their ventures through information sharing, digitally connecting them with other entrepreneurs, and by dissecting and deconstructing the world's leading business minds right here on this show. Remember, you can view the full show notes on our website at digitalkungfu.co. .za or tweet this show using our handle at digital kung fu za or follow us on facebook.com slash digital kung fu za as entrepreneurs our businesses are oftentimes exposed to certain market conditions that eventually put our businesses at risk in order to understand the implications of this and how to overcome them, I managed to reach out to Simon Black. He's the CEO of Black Pepper Commercial Properties, who's in effectively a business-to-business uh, context and in a flat market. It's incredibly tough out there. He's got bigger competitors than him. When I say bigger, I mean 100 times the size of him in his particular category. And yet he's managing to still grow his bottom line. This is a cool story, guys, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. This is Matt Brown from Digital Kung Fu, and in this episode, we're going to explore the subject of how to grow your bottom line. But here's the kicker, in a flat market and with loads of competition to boot. So our guest in the hot seat today is the CEO of Black Pepper Commercial Properties, which is a fast-moving, personalized broking firm that sources suitable, well-priced office, industrial, and investment property for their clients. Our guest today also has over 15 years' experience in sales and financial investment and is an entrepreneur who is growing his bottom line despite facing significant challenges in his category. So allow me to introduce you to Simon Black. Simon, thanks for your time today, and uh, it's nice thanks. to have you in the hot seat, bud. Thank you. Thanks. Cool. So I'd like to start this episode by setting some more context, right? So if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner in uh, the market today, we all know how tough it is, right? Especially from an economic uh, perspective. And, um, you know, things are predicted only to get worse from, from where we are for at least for the next year or two. And as you know, many of us are involved in B2C or business to consumer uh, businesses or business models. Uh, and which in my view is an entirely different kettle of fish comparatively to say business to business for a couple of reasons. Namely, because sales cycles are often inherently a lot longer, sometimes six months to a year and even longer. I'm sure Simon will concur with that. Um, yeah. And uh, competition is a lot stiffer in certain categories like commercial property, for example. So it is off this backdrop that getting the basics and fundamentals right in your business and your strategy is so critical. And that's exactly what we're going to explore today with Simon. So Simon, how bad is it out there at the moment for you? Matt, it is tough. I mean, uh, our local economy has been stumbling along for, for a long time. And um, I think as a country, we need to start generating consistent uh, GDP growth. Mm-hmm. And the only way we're going to do it is to create jobs um, and grow our economy for, for an extended period. Mm-hmm. Um, from my personal perspective, um, I'm spending my time working on smaller value deals um, okay. just to, to pay the bills and meet our objectives. Um, the mechanics of property deals are the same, whether they're small or large. So if, if I was, uh, you know, ideally I'd like to be working on high value 
low low volume deals, so I didn't have to work very hard, but would be highly rewarded. But that's not happening. So um, at the moment, we're doing okay under challenging conditions. Okay, well, I'll take my hat off to you, Matt. I think anyone who can who can put I'm serious, like just to just to maintain your your business um, deal flow, you know, in a market that's depressed as ours is is you know is commendable. I think. Um, well, I think in, in broking, there's um, there's always opportunity if there's movement. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, rad. Um, a couple other things I do know and I want to kind of uh, chat to you about is that you're also going up against competitors, as we mentioned in the intro, that are bigger than you from a company size perspective. Uh, they typically have bigger marketing budgets, you know. Uh, some are significantly larger from a network point of view. And so I wanted to find out from you, where does one even begin to compete in such an environment? Um, you know, so let's talk about strategy, for example. If you were to sum up your strategy in one sentence in terms of overcoming the challenges that are inherent in in your market and in your business today, what would that be? Um, I suppose you'd have to find a niche for yourself and work to your strengths. Um, being small and nimble has its advantages. Mm-hmm. They won't see you coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's in a sentence. But, um, cool. yeah, I mean, uh, I think people um, – Want to deal with with people who are competent? Um, you know, if, if you just compare me to a big firm, um, you'd go through a switchboard, you'd get sort of channeled to the right person or, or area uh, specialist. Whereas, um, you know, I've got a, a niche that I work on, and I can uh, give you answers and, and comfort um, over the phone. That I, you know, I know what I'm doing, and um, whatever's on my website or being marketed by myself um, is. Um, is well well covered. Mm. I think your service is kind of bespoke, if you like, or boutique, I suppose. You know, so yeah. I, often what I find with with companies as they scale, their service actually does the exact opposite. <laughs> you know, yeah. it does does one yeah. of these. Well, you um, can't be everything to everyone as a small firm. So that's that's well, key. Yeah, or a big firm, a big firm. Yes. Yeah, small yeah. firms I think have it differently, and or have a kind of as you said that nimble tactical advantage. You know, where you can do something in the market and they won't even see it. You know, and which is what we're going to chat about, I think, um, as we go forward. Um, so I want to talk around digital, okay, um, and the role of digital in your business. So I imagine that landing a new commercial property client is quite a high touch and offline orientated engagement. You know, uh, is my understanding correct there? So, uh, you know, these days our clients, um, so we have suppliers and clients. The suppliers are the property people. Our clients are the people looking for property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are becoming increasingly well-informed um, well informed, and prefer to do a hell of a lot of research uh, on their own online. Really? Okay. So before they engage with us or any of our competitors, they've, they've pretty much assessed what they are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what our key with our website is it provides um, insights into the availability of stock. Mm-hmm. Um, it provides tips on how to engage you know, in, in property transactions and, mm-hmm. uh, and basically assess the overall market activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I noticed about your strategy. So before the interview, I did some digging, as I usually do, <laughs> yeah. to kind of unpack what uh, what your focus is on from a strategy uh, point, of, point of view. And one of the things that really stood out for me was that you're cl- clearly focusing quite heavily on search and SEO. Um, in your view, is that a deliberate strategy on your part? Absolutely. Um, my wife is an absolute whiz with PPC and SEO. <laughs> um, and she picked up uh, invaluable experience in the UK and the US um, oh. over the last 
10 years or so. Cool. And South Africa is marginally behind this curve. Mm. Um, so the strategy continues to work well for us. Mm-hmm. Cool. I want to pick up on PPC or pay-per-click advertising, Google ads, for those of you who, for some reason, if you don't know about them, <laughs> um, I wanted to find out from you, one could argue, right, that it's very difficult to compete with competitors. You have bigger media or PPC budgets because uh, they'll just outbid you, right, in certain keywords. Um, yeah. And also when you think about the continuum or length that they've been working with PPC, their strategy is often optimized a lot better than, say, for example, someone who's just starting, you yes. know, and that's especially relevant in the e-commerce space. Um, yeah. Is there any tips or advice that you have in this regard with – um, you know, so how does a small business compete with the bigger guys in the PPC space? Well, it's again, it's finding your niche. So it's probably narrowing your focus. Mm-hmm. Um, don't have hugely broad keyword lists uh, because that obviously adds up from a cost perspective. It can be very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, as my wife says, rather focus on the longer tail phrases that get good qualified leads. So, mm-hmm. cool. Um, you know, a more defined search uh, because it helps um, – with targeting campaigns, um, and also I'd also focus on a geographical area. So mm-hmm. if you want to focus on Santon or Gauteng or Cape Town, mm-hmm. you know, rather focus geographically than uh, than try and be everything to everyone again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, what we do with our content is try and consistently uh, produce quality over quantity, mm-hmm. and don't take shortcuts. Great. That's really solid advice, Simon. Thanks for that, buddy. I just wanted to chat to you. What's the link there between PP, your PPC strategy and your SEO strategy? Um, you know, are there any mistakes to avoid when it comes to integrating the two? Or what, what's the kind of general play that you have there? And, and, and what, what have you learned integrating the two, if you have? Uh, keyword research um, used for PPC informs the blog content for SEO. Uh-huh. Great. So again, quality content. Um, realize it takes time and be patient because it is a slow process. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> um, my other advice, again, well, I'm very lucky you know, with my wife, but ensure your service providers are competent. Don't go for the cheapest option up front. Mm-hmm. Um, I see you know, from a distance that my wife often gets fooled by clients that she's pitched on before mm-hmm. um, and they've gone with a cheaper supplier and um, come back. have made significant investment mm-hmm. with minimal return. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So online marketing works if you use quality service providers and and produce uh, relevant content. Yeah, no, that's great. It's um, and I think that you know that principle is true for anything that you do, right? If you create, you have to create value, and there needs to be a value exchange, right? Otherwise, <laughs> they're going to buy once and they're not going to come back. Well, I think Google catches you out quite often if yeah. you're just um, putting mass content out there that's um, not not relevant. Mm, 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 mm. Speaking of content, you're also active in the LinkedIn marketing space, and I've also seen that you're offering some free, and from what I can see, some really compelling thought leadership pieces on your market. So when you're looking um, uh, in terms of your content marketing strategy, how is your how is it working for you from both a I suppose PR biz community play um, where you're doing thought leadership pieces and also what are you doing in the LinkedIn space? Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Hey there, I know being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely experience. You sometimes get stuck, don't you? Well, if you're like me, being stuck sucks. But what if you could access the minds of over 850 CEOs who have built companies generating billions of dollars in revenue and access all of that knowledge in a fraction of a second? Well, the good news is you can't literally do that today. What my team have built is Matt Brown AI. It is trained on all the interviews, over 850 of them that I've done to date, all my books, all the knowledge capital that has been generated over the last 10 years right here on the Matt Brown Show. And you can get access to all of that right now for free. So how do you get access to this? Well, head on over to mattbrownshow.com and at the top you'll see community. Hit that link, sign up, it's absolutely free and you'll be given instant access to Matt Brown AI and a community of over 100,000 subscribers. Um, well, LinkedIn's it's a tr- it's an interesting one. I think it's just uh, it's very it's non-invasive mm-hmm. um, and allows you to target um, decision makers within organisations. Um, so when you approach, you've you've got some some quality background information, um, and they and for people that play in your area of focus. So um, it also enables consistent exchanges. Um, we are able to follow the progress of clients, suppliers, and even competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question there is you have options, right? So you can buy ads on LinkedIn, target them based on job profile or whatever the case might be in an industry and so forth. And then you can also do Google AdWords. Do you find that AdWords is working better than LinkedIn or perhaps the other way around? No, I think, um, I think the, the pay-per-click is definitely paying its way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you need a, a balanced approach. Um, so the idea is that you're seen as a useful, relevant resource in the marketplace as a thought leader in, in your specific specific area of focus. Um, but the more marketing channels that you're, you're leveraging off, the greater your chances of success. So, you know, PPC, SEO, LinkedIn, uh, building your personal networks, all forms part of Part yeah. of the process. Do it all, right? That's, yeah. That's the, if yeah. you can and you have the resources and the and the capital behind you, go for it. Yeah. And I think it'll change over time. You know, there'll have to be other things you have to focus on, but at the moment, that's mm. what we're spending mm. our time on. I would say though that if you had to start small when you were just starting out or you didn't have uh, significant budgets to play with, I'd definitely just do PPC because, to your point. I think what you touched on right in the beginning of the interview was that you know your customer's journey, right? Where you said specifically, like, these guys are doing research on their own and they know what they want. Yeah. So if you can interrupt that customer journey by putting an ad there, right, at the point of search, and then it's us, that's exactly who I'm looking for, you know? That's so a, I think a it's, focused ad. It's measurable. Uh, you can, you know, you can map the returns. It definitely pays, pays for itself, for sure. Yeah, cool, man. Lacquer. I was chatting to Gareth Mountain, um, guys who've been following the Digital Kung Fu uh, show will um, remember that interview. He was the founder of Think Money and so forth. And yeah. one of the things that stood out for me was that he said that, especially in South Africa, that a large part of new business growth is relationship driven. And he was saying how important it is to nurture relationships with both clients and customers and so forth. So I wanted to ask you how important are relationships in your industry and what tactics are you applying in your business from a relationship marketing or management perspective? Yeah, Matt, well, my business is built of good client and supplier relationships. Mm. Um, and I think the longer we're in business, the more you realize that uh, Joburg is just one big village <laughs> and there are virtually no degrees of separation. <laughs> uh, so the lesson it teaches you is to be patient and to ensure that your, your integrity remains intact mm. because um, 
our local property industry is, is small. Um, you know, after a few years within the industry, you, you know most of the role players. Mm. Uh, and good, healthy relationships um, go a hell of a long way to, to securing a successful path. Mm, great. Thanks, Simon. Listen, I wanted to ask you something else around um, uh, kind of the journey of an entrepreneur. It can be quite lonely at times, right? So, um, and I'm sure that there are many entrepreneurs out there who are finding it incredibly challenging at the moment to grow their bottom line and so forth. Um, do you have any words of encouragement for other entrepreneurs who are finding it tough out there? Yeah, I think you've got to have a vision or visualize where you want to go. Um, you've got to set targets, set bold targets, and don't sweat the small stuff. Don't get bogged down with detail. Mm. Cool, and that's very easy to do, right? <laughs> yeah, because you're being pulled off in so many different well, directions. Well, you know all that other stuff. Mm. So if you can outsource a lot of the stuff that's not core to your business, you know mm. you should do it. Who do you outsource to? So accounting, we outsource mm-hmm. um, all my tax. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can see, my marketing, a lot of it's outsourced to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I focus on on. Deal making and 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 networking. So yeah. that's that's my focus, and I make sure that I'm, I make time to do that. Yeah, and that's an optimized business, right? Do what you're good at and that you know that you're good at. And if it's deal yeah. making and, and making sales, and that's first prize, obviously, and outsourcing the rest ideally to your wife. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So um, I always ask this question to successful entrepreneurs such as yourself: um, Why, in your opinion? Do you think that most businesses fail in the first 12 months? I would say people don't have access to patient, um, affordable business funding. So mm-hmm. they probably underestimate the cost of running a business for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that um, that ultimately would cause failure. You know, mm-hmm. I think people have good ideas and strategies, but ultimately the funding is, is the thing that dries up the quickest. Yeah, that's true. Hey, I've been doing a lot of research into the funding side of small businesses in South Africa. Um, and I've actually got a, another show lined up with um, an investor who really knows the, the world of investing inside out. Um, but it's a, it's a common problem. You know, it's getting access to whether it's uh, angel seed or series C funding, you know, to get scale from your business. It's a huge, huge challenge, especially here. Um, so that's one to look out for, guys. Cool. So, so it's, um, it's, it's patient and it's affordable. That Those are the two crucial mm, things. Mm, 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 great. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned the role, you know, the journey of an entrepreneur being quite a lonely one. How is it important to you to, as an entrepreneur, to connect with other entrepreneurs? Um, either whether it's in your own category or as a category with potentially learning from each other, you know, learning from shows like this, sharing information, you know, establishing joint ventures and that kind of thing. You know, are you reaching out to any communities right now? Is it, is there? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're quite lucky here at our office park. We've got, um, a series of small entrepreneurs who operate from the park here. Um, and I also have a lot of mates running their own businesses. So, you know, we've got a handful of people in our lives that um, we can bounce ideas off, mm. approach uh, for advice on work issues. Um, and a lot of the time, it's even going for a beer with your mates and just getting stuff off your chest. Mm. Uh, it's being heard. So mm. whether that's a frustration, you know, personally or at work, you just need to get it off your chest. Yeah, it's funny how you become so associated with things as you yeah. can't see literally through yeah. the fucking cloud you know yeah. it's crazy yeah. and then you and then like the next day you look back and you go I don't even know what the hell my bloody problem was yeah. you know it's just a simple matter of sharing 
your problem or your challenge with someone who's either in your business or your category, not necessarily in your business, but yeah. <laughs> you understand, you know. Uh, well, I think a lot of our mates are going into their own businesses these days and, mm. and uh, I think it's important to stay in touch with those people mm-hmm. because you're sharing common experiences. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And also learning from another entrepreneur's mistakes is an invaluable thing, right? Well, we're all making mistakes every day, I'd yeah, imagine. Exactly. Is there, <laughs> is there ever a day when we don't? No. <laughs> or, or like no. seriously doubt what the, what the bloody hell we're trying to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I wanted to ask you, mate, decisions, right? Tough things. Um, what's the toughest decision you ever made in business? Um, in business? Mm. Um, I suppose it's, um, yeah, I suppose the hardest decision was to go on my own, mm. which was terrifying at the time, mm-hmm. uh, and you don't know how things are going to end up, mm-hmm. and it's quite easy to go and get another job with another corporate, particularly as you get older, yeah. uh, for security, you know, and um, some predictability, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I suppose that was probably the toughest decision, but you know what, when you're on the other side, um you know, it's, it takes some time, but, you know, it's it's worth it. Mm, it totally is, totally is. Um, but as you say, it's making that choice to pursue it, you know, mm. right up front. You're going to make many tough decisions, but I think, mm. to your point, that initial one is probably, it would rank right up there, right? What you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, is there anyone in business that you secretly admire? Entrepreneurs. Um, um, Entrepreneur. Mm. Or in life, anyone. Um, well, I was going to say Matt Duffer-Brown on the decks, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you actually just floated that. I can't, I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> You're confusing prior careers. Sun set, ones, set. Though. You know, the sun set, set. You know, at five o'clock watching Matt Duffer-Brown on the decks. <laughs> <laughs> or five in the morning either one either whatever one. yeah okay yeah. so we'll leave that you didn't hear that guys you didn't hear that <laughs> okay so let's close this one before any other floaters start arising here um yeah. what's your um what's your why as an entrepreneur so we all have a why right so why do you get out of bed in the morning uh matt i'd say it's um having your own business allows you to well the freedom to choose how you prioritize your time so you have to live with the implication of you know of whatever you choose, but it's your decision. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go and play golf, you know you can play golf, but you know there's an implication, but you're not being dictated to in terms of how you keep your hours, which I think is a great freedom. Mm, yeah, and also to spend time with your family, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or get away from your family. <laughs> <laughs> Those with, those with kids will will will, will yeah, sympathize and agree. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and dogs, yeah. and, and dogs, and everything else that complicates your life. Yeah. <laughs> cool, buddy. Listen, thanks so much for your time again. Uh, it's been awesome to reconnect. It's been ages. Um, so, if guys had other questions, uh, for example, about you know anything with the, that you've touched on today, um, how can they reach out to you? Where can they uh, find out more about what you're doing? Follow you, that kind of thing. Yeah, email Simon at blackpepperonline.co.za mm-hmm. um, or on Twitter. Um, my the black pepper um, handle is at blackpepper100. Okay, cool. and that's just all the um, 
all the commercial property stuff that we uh, follow and publish. And um, there's lot, quite a lot of, I think, good content on our, on our Twitter handle there. Yeah, you're very active on Twitter, hey guys. So if you want to see what um, what Simon's doing there from a commercial, well, commercial, <laughs> from a Twitter marketing perspective, go and take a look. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty hectic on there. So cool, Simon. Thanks again, mate. Thanks, and uh, wishing you all the best for the year. Hey. Remember that the show is now on iTunes. So please head on over and either write us a review or subscribe for new episodes. And if you'd like to be an exclusive real-time participant on our next digital kung fu live show then visit our website at digitalkungfu.co.za forward slash live to get early bird vip access thanks for listening to the digital kung fu show if you'd like to check out more episodes and get access to our growing community of entrepreneurs working together to succeed in business then please visit our website at www.digitalkungfu.co.za Ever wanted to become a best-selling author? Well, I'm in the influence business and I work with business owners and CEOs and business leaders to help them scale their influence. And we do this as a team by helping you to become a best-selling author, sought-after speaker and industry influencer in only 30 days. My team and I have developed a system that delivers a best-selling book and a launch campaign 300% faster and 50% less cost than anyone else in North America. This system is incredibly efficient. One of my clients Haiku went from a 2% share of voice globally to an 11% share of voice globally in only seven days. If you'd like more information, head on over to showworksmedia.com for more. That is showworks with an X.com.